0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Welcome Eagles everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadero at the Nova Care Complex. And yeah, it's a busy time of the year, kind of getting ready to take a break, if you will, the Eagles players in phase two of their off-season program. This will last this off-season program through the early part of June. And then of course the players taking five, six weeks off prior to training camp. We got last week the 2023 regular season schedule, and it's a doozy. The Eagles opening up on the road in New England. It is a schedule as expected, filled with primetime appearances, nationally televised games, marquee attractions, because of course that is what the Philadelphia Eagles are. America's team, why not? I've been saying it for years. This team has it all, and the country loves every bit of it. In this Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, a really good episode for you. We're going to talk to Jason Kelsey in just a little bit here about his decision to return for the 2023 season. And also, I'll speak with Brian Westbrook, a member of the Eagles Hall of Fame, who, if you're old enough to remember him, Back in the Andy Reid days, the way the Eagles used Westbrook, who just mastered the entire offense as a running back, as a slot receiver, as an outside receiver, as somebody in motion, it made the difference because defenses didn't know where he was, didn't know how to account for his skills. And I'm thinking as the Eagles added DeAndre Swift in that draft weekend trade, maybe Just maybe Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff will borrow some of those concepts from the Westbrook days. Anyway, I want to get an idea from Westbrook how he felt the offense might change with Swift in town. Also, Westbrook named to the Hall of Fame of the Senior Bowl. And he talks about that, his draft process coming out of Villanova way back in 2002. But first, let's begin with Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. What an amazing offseason it has been for him. You know, the disappointment of losing the Super Bowl for sure, but what a performance he had. 374 yards of total offense, four touchdowns accounted for, a big two-point conversion. Just a, a, a primetime player in a, in a spotlight performance in the biggest stage of the NFL. So then he gets a contract extension, and as we had him on earlier in the offseason, talking about that new contract, which very briefly made him the league's highest paid player per season. And then, last Friday night in Norman, Oklahoma, Hertz walks across the stage and receives his diploma after earning his master's degree in human relations from the University of Oklahoma, I wanted to talk to Hertz, and he was more than happy to talk about it, getting that degree and what it meant to him to do so. Why was it important for you to do this, Jalen, and what was the feeling like when you're walking across stage?
2: Yeah, I think um, immediately it was a goal that I set for myself. Well, I think more importantly, I think it was something that I started and there's something something I had to finish, um, and I think it was the perfect time for me to do it, considering uh, I was probably going to run out of time to finish it later on um, with my credits expiring and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it was important to me, and, and I, know, I know it's something that made my parents proud. Um, I know my, my mom has her master's already. Um, my girl has her master's, so um chasing them. My best friend has his master's, so just chasing them. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I, I kind of got it out the way. It's so something off the checklist. How was it? Everybody gave you a standing ovation. Great feeling? Well, I think it's awesome being able to go back to OU, and I know everybody has the debate. Um, but I, I pride myself in, in being the alma mater of two great schools, um, two great universities that have a lot of tradition, and that, that's something that I'm, I'm really proud to say. How, how did you finish? Like, you took classes in the offseason? Right. When the uh, when dust settled with the season, I was able to like, get into some online classes and knock it out that way. What kind of classes did you take? I took a management class and a leadership class. So. What was it like being back in school? It wasn't. I mean, it it was what it was. You know what I mean. And um, definitely a transition, um, being out of school and not being in that mode. But um, I'm glad we got it done. Finally, Jalen,
1: setting goals clearly is something that you don't do just arbitrarily. You set a goal and you go achieve the goal. One and then, how important is is education in your family? I know that your mother was really inspirational. Um, getting her master's degree for you?
2: Yeah, I think more so just finishing where we start. That's important to me. It's always been important to me, and I think it takes a certain dedication to do that. Um, when you commit yourself to something truly and say you're going to finish it, and this was a time for me to finish it, and I got it done. So um, it's a great feeling walking across the stage, great great feeling um, being able to see my loved ones smile and support me in that. Um, obviously, there's a lot of attention that goes to success on the football field and, and things that I may be doing in the community, but nobody can take this um, scholarship aspect of it, um, the academic aspect of it. No one can ever take that away from you.
1: Back for his 13th season with the Eagles center, Jason Kelsey. Now get this resume and it is certainly deserving of strong consideration someday for the pro football hall of fame, five times an all pro six times a Pro Bowl player, a Super Bowl champion, two appearances in the Super Bowl, and of course, the greatest victory speech ever. Jason Kelsey back for year number 13, a sixth-round draft pick in 2011. Kelsey shares with me his thoughts being here for 2023 and what he sees ahead in this year. What do you feel, Jason, every, every day when you walk into this building?
3: Um tired (laughs) uh yeah you know a little bit um you know a a joy you get to see a lot of people and familiar faces and being around a lot of a lot of like-minded individuals so it's fun it's fun coming to work every day um sometimes you're not looking forward to it maybe or sometimes you're a little banged up but um you know the interactions that you have on a daily basis um I think that we all sometimes take those for granted. And, um, you yeah, I definitely enjoy coming into work.
1: Was last year your best year? Do you think of it in that way at all?
3: No, I don't think so. I think, you know, so much goes into, like, playing well. Um, you know, I think, in all honesty, Jalen Hurts makes all of our jobs a lot easier. And when you have a quarterback playing at that level, everybody plays better around you. We you have a lot of really good offensive linemen next to you, it makes your job a lot easier. I think we were doing some things schematically that were advantageous. We got into a lot of good looks last year. So, of course, you know, I executed at a high level, but there's a lot that goes into that. Um, in some ways, I'm more proud of sometimes, and I know it's going to probably not be the right thing to say, I'm more proud of some of the losing seasons that I've endured and been through. Um, you know, it's really easy to have fun and play well when you go – you have three losses, and you go to the Super Bowl and all that. Um, it's really, really hard to stick out a 4-12 and 12 season, mentally and physically. So, um, in some ways, it was a really, really good year for me, potentially my best, but you know, I'm, I'm very proud of a lot of the other seasons I've had as well. Why did you come back for 20? And, and what was the decision like? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not ready. I wasn't ready to stop. That's pretty much the end of it. You know, I think... Um, You know, at this point every year, I kind of step back from it, let myself get a little bit healthy and reevaluate whether I can commit myself to doing that again and making sure that I want to do it again. And I think I talk to a lot of people. I talk to my wife. I talk to Jeff Stoutland My my dad. I kind of lean on others to just kind of, one, gain a different frame of reference maybe or perspective, but also to just kind of vent and talk things out. But, um, it just became apparent that I wasn't ready to stop yet. That's, I know there's not, you know, a good reason for that maybe, or a, you know, there's not like any one thing, but, you know, I still enjoy doing this. I know one day it's not going to be there and I'm going to have to stop. Um, you know, obviously us having a great year last year and returning a lot of pieces, uh, I think does factor in probably, but, um... I really think that it more just comes down to, you know, I I still want to play football and I'm going to do that for another year. What is the feeling in that locker room as (laughs) as the team runs it back? You feel like you're running it back? I don't. I know some people like saying that. Um, I really firmly believe that no two teams are the same. Even if we returned every single person, every single coach this year, it's a new year. The opponents are going to change. The schedule is different. You know, you're going to have different things that happen to you throughout the team. And throughout the the season so no two seasons are going to be the same no two teams are gonna be the same this thing is constantly evolving so you know we're starting in my mind from ground one that's what we're all here doing we're starting at the very bottom again and we're installing all the plays and this is what you have to do you have to approach it like it's a completely new team and a completely new year and um you just keep trying to get better and keep trying to improve and you know, we're going to have to earn it the same way we did last year. They don't just hand it to you in this league. So, um, and in some ways, it's going to be harder. You know, everybody's going to be. When you do win and have a successful year all off season, all the offenses are looking to steal things that you're doing well. All the defenses are looking to stop the innovative, creative things that you're doing. So you have more eyes on you. You have more time being spent uh, around the things that you do structurally. So. Um, you know we have a lot to prove, and it's it's going to be even harder this year to to have a really, really good season.
1: And now let's go to our Eagles Legends department, Brian Westbrook, a member of the team's Hall of Fame, outstanding career here, a master of all trades, just a dynamic weapon. So I wanted to track down Westbrook to see what he felt after catching up with him about the acquisition of DeAndre Swift and what that might mean for the Philadelphia Eagles offense in 2023.
4: Brian Westbrook, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, I want to start with this. Uh, I I know that you've been a a Hall of Famer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We received word also that you're a Hall of Famer for the Senior Bowl. So I wanted to start by congratulating you on that and just do you have any reflections on the Senior Bowl and what that meant to you as far as reaching the NFL and having people really become aware of you?
0: Well, first of all, thank, thanks so much, David. You know, any time you get recognition um, for some of the things that you worked so hard for, it, it becomes so so much more meaningful for you. So that, you know, just the senior bowl certainly, uh, you know, being recognized there means a whole lot to me. But, you know, I, I remember that week, and I remember how nervous I was uh, to go into that week and to compete against some of the best, the best seniors in the country. And, you know, it, it meant a lot more to me probably than it did for the kids from – uh, you know, like Clinton Portis and Ed Reed and Brian, the kids from the bigger schools, right? Because weekly they're competing against the best kids and the, the best players in the country. And so, but, but at Villanova, it's a little bit different. You know, you're not competing against the best safety and defensive players every single week. You may compete against some of the better players in one in double A football at the time, but not every single week. Right. And so for me having the ability to go out and truly compete against the best talent there was going into that draft. It was super meaningful. It, it solidified to me in my own mind that I could play on that level. It solidified to some of the scouts that I was at least going to be competitive. And when they start comparing the things that I was able to do with Villanova versus the things that other players were able to do at other schools, at least there was a level playing, playing field there at the senior bowl. So it certainly was meaningful.
4: So by the time you came in to the NovaCare Complex, did you have that confidence, or, or was it different the first – because we're at that phase now where this group of 2023 rookies is here. They're, you know, they're getting their, their feet wet. They're getting used to the, the surroundings. I mean, what was it like for you walking into this building and, and understanding that you had a job to do?
0: Well, I'm still very nervous, and I, I had confidence in what I can do as a player. Now, did that mesh with what Andy Reid and the offense needed me to do and wanted me to do it, especially at a young age, I didn't have that answer. And so the only thing that I was focused on is just go out there and hustle every single day, try to learn to play, and do what you do best. When you have the ball in your hand, make people miss, catch the ball out of the backfield, be active, be disruptive, and kind of try to jump off of the tape, right? That's what coaches really want to see from these young players. They want to see speed. They want to see quickness. They want to see you jumping off the tape early on, in some of these practices even though you probably don't understand the schemes as well at, at, the, at the beginning they want to see show your athleticism and that's what I would really suggest to all these players go out there and show how athletic you are and then allow the coaches to see how they could use you in different schemes throughout the season
4: right did you have a sense even then that the Eagles would use you the way that they use you ultimately as a as a matchup nightmare, in, as a receiver, as a running back, in, in all these different places around the formation?
0: Speaking to Coach Reed, um, I, I kind of had an idea, but that's not necessarily how they were using Deuce. You know, Deuce was the, the prototype running back for this offense where he still caught the ball out of the backfield. He wasn't displaced as much trying to get an advantage on some of the, the linebackers the way that they used me. But, I mean, Deuce was a great blocking running back. He was a great runner, and he was also a guy that's going to get you 40, 50 catches out of the backfield every single year. And so that was kind of the blueprint at that point. And as Donovan evolved, and and as Andy Reid and the offense continued to evolve, they saw me kind of step into a place where, okay, now if the defense has two or three linebackers on the field and they're going to play us man-to-man, now we have to figure out how we can use Westbrook to our advantage to try to get a great matchup between a safety or a linebacker or even the third cornerback. And I had to find figure out, you know, how to take advantage of those things. And it it was kind of a learning process for us all, but at some point we did, we did figure it out.
4: I think it's interesting, Brian, now that the Eagles have acquired Deandre Swift that, you know, I I make the comparison that he's a lot like you Um, and and the Eagles, there certainly was that period with, with Sprolesy, that he could displace, but it wasn't the same. And I feel like we may have underestimated the importance of having a running back that can move around the formation so much. Do you think that's a fair analysis by me? I think it's fair. I think Swift has just, you know, and I've
0: watched him play a bunch in Detroit. And so, you know, it, I, I thought he was a really good rusher. I thought he was a guy that can get downhill, make guys miss. He has the speed and power to be able to do a lot of things offensively. I'm interested to see him be displaced more to see how good his hands uh, really are. You know, a big part of my thought process is they'll use Kenneth Gangwell in some of those situations where they want to kind of displace the running back and move him around just a bit. But what an advantage you have if you have a guy that can do all those things that I did, that Deuce did, Um, some of the running backs that have been most successful in Philadelphia have been able to be great blockers, to be great rusher, and then catch the ball out of the backfield. That just gives your offense another element. And when you start adding that to um, AJ Brown and, and 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 Devontae Smith and uh, you know Dallas Goddard and with Jalen Hurst dug in a great offensive line, it becomes one of those matchups. Like, okay, defensively, where do you want to get hurt at? Do you want the deep ball to hurt you? Probably not. Do you want the mid-range ball to hurt you? Probably not. Now the offense is going to be much more reliant on the running back catching the ball out of the backfield, as well as being able to rush the football. So I think this is a great place to have quality running backs and Howie has just done a great job of bringing in guys that can get it done, but also don't need to have 30 carries in a game, right? I mean, in the NFL that I played in years ago, we had guys like Eddie George, guys guy that we just saw last week. You know, he was averaging 30 carries a game. Those days are over. Now you have to have a back that can say, I can still be very productive with 12 carries a game, and I'm going to catch the ball five times out of the backfield. How much can I impact the game? And if you can have that impact, um, which I think a lot of our guys that we have in our backfield right now have that ability, then this offense just you know skyrockets as far as what we can do versus the defense.
4: Yeah, I mean, how much stress do you feel like you put on defenses? They, they didn't know where you were going to line up. And they really couldn't match up with you how and I, again, I, I mean, there was a lot of great players here, but I always felt that you were the key cog to take this offense to another level.
0: well, what happens in defense is, right? so you have a, you have literally seven days to try to figure out how you're going to defend a team, and there's only so much time for when I played that you're going to spend on saying, okay. We got to defend Donovan this way. We got to defend Teal this way. We got to f- defend Chad Lewis and LJ Smith this way. Then we got to figure out where the heck Westbrook is and how that changes an offense, right? And if he's in the backfield, then they, they look at these passes. If he's displaced, they look at these types of players. It's just not enough time during the week. It's kind of like we talk about some of these uh, our, our, our military academies, right? You know, you don't have time to try to figure out the triple option <laughs> in a week. You just you try your best to play your, your base defense and then go for it. Same type of thing for us. If you play your base defense against us, we had a matchup uh, advantage. Put Westbrook outside and make that make that linebacker go check him. If you want to play one-on-one against T.O., we're going to take that advantage at all times. And so for us, we always wanted to be a nightmare. One of my main goals was to make sure that anytime I had the advantage, which, you know, if you're displaced, I'm, I'm going to have the advantage, to be a nightmare on a defense. And, you know, we were able to take advantage of it an awful lot. Uh, during during my time there,
4: I'm so excited to see what this offense can do. I mean, I, it was great last year, and, and I think it. I mean, is it, am I crazy? Does it have a chance to be better this year? I, I don't think you're crazy. I, I've yeah. I'm <laughs> as a former player,
0: I shouldn't be like this because I'm I'm so much like a fan at some points, right? And so I see the numbers. I see Naylor Hurts get so much better last year, where you know there were many people that didn't think he could take that jump. Um, So I see his talent taking another jump. I see our offensive line consistently being a top five offensive line in the league. I see A.J. Brown continue to be the star that he is. Devontae Smith getting better. Dallas Goddard playing a bigger role in this offense and the running backs doing their thing. So can this offense be better? Absolutely. There's no doubt about this offense can be a lot better. And now we have to go out there and perform. The, The hard part, for me as a former football player, is to say, you know, this team looks great on paper. And we've had a lot of teams that look great on paper. Oh, the, our, our, you know, the year after the Super Bowl, we looked great on paper. We were not a very good football team the, the Super Bowl that we played in, that's in 04. We were a great football team on paper. We were not a very good football team on the field. There were a lot of distractions, a lot of different things that won't, went on, injuries and distractions. So this team has to go out there and perform on a different level on the field and hopefully remain, uh, you know, as, as injury-free as they possibly can, which is almost impossible throughout an NFL season.
1: And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. I want to thank Trevor Hayes for putting it all together and thank all of you for joining us each and every episode. A great job from Trevor and the Eagles group here that just continues to march on with the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day. Fly, Eagles, fly.
4: And go, Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S-A